to Counsel the Word, a podcast of the Center for Biblical Counseling and Discipleship. I'm your host, Keith Palmer, and today we're going to be talking about biblical counseling and retirement. What does biblical counseling have to do with retirement? On the podcast today, I'd like to introduce you to Mark and Diana Hampton. Mark and Diana are Americans who have recently retired from their business in Indiana and have chosen to spend their retirement years in Quito, Ecuador. I recently met Mark and Diana during a trip I made to participate in a counselor training conference at their church here in Quito. I was so encouraged by their story, I wanted to sit down with them so that they could share their story with all of you here on the podcast. First of all, I want to welcome you to the podcast, and we would love to hear, how did you end up in Quito, Ecuador, and why are you spending your retirement years here? Thank you for having us on your podcast today. I was first introduced to biblical counseling over 20 years ago when I sought um, counseling for myself and for some family members. Um, It was a difficult time. At times, um, I was hopeless, um, but I found hope in God. And, and in God, in his word, and through prayer, and um, the biblical counseling was a blessing to me. Fast forward several years, and Mark and I were working in a singles ministry in our church. Um, we were doing counseling, and some wise missionary friends invited us to um, weekend training, on-the-road training, um, the three weekends for um, what was then NANC. We attended that Um, three years in a row in Kentucky and um, continued to counsel out of our home. We would work, we worked in our home through the day and then counseled um, afternoons, late afternoons and evenings, weekends sometimes. Um, In 2011, we had an opportunity to take our first international missions trip and that was to Haiti. We were both able to do some teaching there, um, fundamentals of the faith and um, just started um, believing that we should be serving the Lord more more full-time. Two years later, we came um, to Ecuador for the first time, and Mark was able to uh, teach some biblical counseling to some um, leaders in the church um, during that trip. It was after that trip, or during that trip, actually, that we... uh, realized that maybe we could do biblical count, retire early, do biblical counseling, um, and that Ecuador was a good fit. The reason Ecuador was a good fit is because there was a strong church here um, that we could serve within, um, as and the ministry could fall under the biblical counseling ministry. Um, when we, when we um, returned home, we began in earnest to complete uh, our exams for certification and finish that process. We came back again in 2015 on a missions trip with our church, and um, during that time, we did some um, more intense looking at um, and budgeting, and started making plans to move. We sold our business and our home. Um, completed the supervision phase and um, moved to Ecuador in July of 2016. 
And what Diana didn't share, I guess, was that while it was a several-year process where the Lord was working on us, um, it didn't happen at the same time, and it didn't happen in the same way. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, it was the issue of time that God really began to address me in. And whether it's in Psalms talking about time being a wind or a breath, mm-hmm. or in James where it's a vapor, um, all of those kinds of verses really started to um, scream at me. Mm-hmm. And uh, we knew that we needed to be, or we had a great desire to be serving more full-time, didn't know how that was going to work out. Mm-hmm. Um, but when we came back in 15, in my mind, I was convinced that this was the place and uh, this was the ministry opportunity the Lord had for us. I don't know if Diana was quite there yet, or at least I didn't know until the plane was about to land in Quito <laughs> on that 2015 trip. And uh, she leaned over to me and whispered in my ear, welcome home. Mm-hmm. And that's how I knew that the Lord had been working on her heart. And um, we ended up moving here full time, got our residency visas, and that was in July of 2016. And we're just about to celebrate our second anniversary here. Uh, serving at La Fuente uh, under the leadership of the elders here and um, doing our part to make plans and prepare for a biblical counseling ministry and uh, waiting to see how the Lord directs and what what shape that's going to take in the long run. That's really awesome. That's such a blessing. So tell us about um, what does the biblical counseling training look like in La Fuente at this point? And um, maybe you could share something of what your vision is for the future. At this point, um, we were blessed when we landed in July that the very first uh, kickoff biblical counseling training at La Fuente started two or three weeks after we landed. And so it was in August of 2016. Um, It's a 10-month class. Uh, We take December and July off, but in those 10 months, uh, they essentially get track one, uh, what would be the U.S. equivalent of a track one. And um, that class graduated last July, Mm -hmm. and we made plans to start an advanced class. And uh, Pastor Juan Moncayo, uh, affectionately called Pastor Hota, um, teaches the basic class. Um, We're building and teaching the advanced class in its first year, and we're set to graduate um, our first group of students here in just about another month. Um, and so that's the process. We've also been blessed to have men like yourself and uh, Wayne Vanderweer and Jim Fain come and do what we call intensive uh, seminar weeks. Um, we're sitting here at about 1030 at night and um, we're all coherent, but it's been a long week. And uh, we've been blessed by the training that you've provided uh, with translation help here and all the materials. Uh, but Uh, That supplements the monthly classes, and um, in this next year, we would hope to have a group of people seriously pursuing finishing their exams, uh, being graded, and and moving on to phase three so that um, we can be moving toward opening a counseling center here, um, even as that process is taking place. Um, You asked the question, about vision. Yeah. I mean, um, so, so you, you, if I get this straight, you retire early intentionally so that you can go on the mission field in Ecuador of all places yeah. because God has 
just laid this this burden, this vision on your heart. So yeah, please please share us what is that vision? Yeah, um, and and the vision wouldn't mean anything, but for the fact that God had already prepared the ground in planting a solid church here, solid doctrinally, solid leadership. Um, that was really important for Diana and I, and that was one of the reasons. Uh, when we went to Haiti, we didn't consider it any further. There wasn't anything there that we felt like we could uh, uh, join ourselves to. Mm-hmm. Um, that wasn't the case here, and we're thankful for that, and the church continues to grow. Uh, but but with that foundation, the vision would be, um, in the short term, to have a biblical counseling training center, Lord willing, certified by ACBC, mm-hmm. um, and to then take that training center and use it as a launch pad to expand in Ecuador and to the rest of the Spanish-speaking world um, that there might be a legacy of biblical counseling when I'm uh, not able to get out of bed anymore <laughs> and uh, that there might be young men coming behind who could take that leadership and, and um, do what men like Jay Adams and Randy Patton and so many others did in the States when ACBC was, was brand new there. Mm-hmm. Now, I bet that since you've been ACBC certified counselors in the United States and served there, and now you're here in Quito, Ecuador, uh, counseling, training counselors, helping equip others, I bet there are some differences between those two cultures. So maybe you could share with us a little bit about those differences. Mm -hmm. I'd say just first of all, um, when we uh, arrived in Ecuador, we knew nada. (laughs) We, We did not know any Spanish, so we've been concentrating on learning the language the last couple of years, but we have had opportunity um, to counsel um, English speakers and then also to do uh, to counsel some through a translator, some Spanish speakers through a translator. Uh, one thing I would say, um, the Ecuadorian people are very friendly, um, and so counseling sessions go a little bit longer, mm-hmm. I would say. Um, Sometimes start a little bit later. Start a little bit later. That's right. <laughs> Manana. Yes. But um, but it had but it's been a blessing. Um, I've found that um, it's no different than in the states. I mean, as far as you have some that you have to really encourage to to complete their homework, to admonish, and others that come prepared and mm-hmm. and ready to grow. I think you see some cultural differences also. Um, Ecuador is not a first world country. Um, poverty is much more prevalent. Um, that, um, that comes with its own unique set of um, issues that can be brought into the counseling room. Um, the fact that um, they don't have the same level of, of biblical training and opportunity here uh, that Americans have and waste, mm-hmm. um, but um, so that's sometimes you're you're teaching some theology more and some doctrine. Uh, where if you're dealing with somebody in the states who's part of a local church and they've been brought up in the church, a lot of that can be um, not sh- not shortcut, but it but can be shortened. Mm-hmm. So so I would say that's one of the mm-hmm. cultural differences here mm-hmm. as well. But, but sin is still sin, and people yeah. are still people, and, and God is still God. So um, we see his work, and um, we're just amazed to be a part of it, yeah. thankful. Yes. Um, do you see any 
particular counseling issues here since arriving in Ecuador, being here almost two years now, that uh, are maybe issues you didn't see so much in the States, or is it pretty much the same sort of counseling topics that you're seeing? Yeah. I would say a lot of similar, yeah. a lot of similarities, marital mm-hmm. um, difficulties, forgiveness, um, a lot of the same things mm-hmm. that we counseled in mm-hmm. the States. Mm-hmm. And there, there are um, things that the United States exports through its culture mm-hmm. that aren't necessarily good and healthy for mm-hmm. a lot of countries. And Ecuador is no different. Mm-hmm. You know, they, um, you'll walk through the stores here and you always hear American music playing with American lyric. Uh, and so the U.S. has a cultural impact here, um, but I, I don't know that I would say there are great differences in the types of issues that you face. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe an area of sin where Ecuador is farther away from God than the U.S. is, is the whole idea of marriage and family. Mm-hmm. It's much more common here for um, men to father children out of wedlock, to never marry, or to have multiple uh, wives. Um, so I would say maybe that's one area that we see it's it's more pronounced here. Mm-hmm. That certainly the U.S. is going that way, but mm-hmm. maybe not as stark yet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, well, there may be people listening to this podcast, and they're getting to that season of life called retirement, and uh, they have uh, are involved in their local church. And uh, how would you counsel, since you guys are counselors, mm-hmm. how would you counsel folks that are entering retirement or maybe have already started retirement about how they can maximize their impact for the gospel in those retirement years? I, I guess I would counsel them like the scriptures counseled me as we were going through this process. Um, Luke 12, I think verse 10, talks about that a man's life uh, isn't about what he has, and I'm paraphrasing, mm-hmm. uh, but, but that's the gist of Luke um, 12, 10. Uh, later on in that that same chapter, uh, the verse, and, and it's late at night, so it's escaping me right now, <laughs> but, but essentially communicating the idea that um, time and resources are temporary and, mm-hmm. and what you do with that um, is, is what really spoke to me. Mm-hmm. Um, as, you've, as you've kind of kiddingly taught this week, trying to find, for example, psychological terms in the Bible and you go to your concordance, and it's not there. Yeah. Well, it's the same with retirement. Mm-hmm. It, that word is nowhere in Scripture. Um, I'm thankful for uh, a godly mom and stepdad who recently went to glory, uh, but they modeled that. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, he was working in a jail ministry and a, a food pantry with my mom until at 85 years of age. Wow. Um, and and so you know, having that modeled, knowing what the Scriptures teach about uh, the fact that. Um, time is brief, um, that that was a motivator for me. And as I kiddingly tell people, I've got all eternity to rest up. So, so. <laughs> That's good theology. So, yeah. I would say um, that you don't have to go to another country. You can be within the church where you um, are a member and that you are serving. Um, don't quit serving. I would just challenge you with that. Matthew 28 talks about making disciples. We're to be making disciples. It doesn't say until you are 60 or 65 or 70 or doesn't give us an age. And um, I just think of the passages in Titus 2 where um, uh, older men are to teach younger men and older women are to teach younger women. And I think that um, 
there's such a great need for us as believers to be faithful to that. Well, amen to that. Uh, thank you guys so much for just sitting down for a few minutes and uh, for your hospitality to me this week. And um, the Lord bless you in your ministry. And uh, we're so thankful for the encouragement you are. And uh, we know that you are to our listeners as well. So thanks for your time tonight. It's been our joy. And uh, since we're in Ecuador, uh, we won't say adios. There's a finality to that. We'll say ciao. Ciao. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Counsel the Word. For more information about the Center for Biblical Counseling and Discipleship, please visit our website at thecbcd.org.